get ready for the journey of a lifetime. Omega Metroid is excited to launch a new series exclusive to our Patreon channel, The Great Metroid Area Ranking. Our mission is simple. We are going to rank every single area in the Metroid series two at a time. Join us on our Patreon as we delve into all the different locales across this amazing series and get in on the action by helping dictate what areas we rank next. The Great Metroid Area Ranking is available to all Omega Metroid tier patrons. Join us on this incredible adventure and help us decide for the final time which Metroid area is the greatest of them all. OmegaMetroid.com's Patreon is the home to the Great Metroid Area Ranking, ROM Hack Reviews, The Spateri Show, and so much more. Consider signing up today and see you next mission. Welcome to the Omega Metroid Podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, joined by Dakota Lasky. What's up, Dak? How you doing? Uh, not much, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I feel like... I don't know what it is. I don't know about you, but I feel like this year compared to last year has been flying by for me. Like, I can't believe it's already June. I don't know if it's I, the same for you, but kind of blowing my mind that it's halfway through the year already. But otherwise, I'm, I'm doing great. You know, a, a little bit, actually. I, I was talking to... Uh, to the to the guy that runs Zelda Dungeon, and we got our our marathon coming up in like a month, um, and I was like, it does not feel like marathon season because usually we're like yeah. practicing some games, we're kind of getting ready, and yeah, it just it doesn't feel like we're like a month away from mid July. So I I, mm-hmm. I can relate to that, but on on the the flip side, I, I'm okay with it because this year has been kind of like a eh, kind of year, so I'm okay if it kind of <laughs> chugs along a little bit fast, you know. I, I totally agree with you there. I'm ready for I'm ready for 2024. Yeah, I'm onward. Let's go. Uh, I was ready for 2024 in January, but nevertheless. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got uh, we got some cool Metroid stuff going on in the world. But I know that you wanted to uh, to chat just really quickly about the um, the Xbox showcase that went on the other day. I I, I haven't had a chance to watch oh, okay. it yet, and yeah. um, I guess I'll throw in my two cents there and, and just like. I, I haven't watched it because I, for whatever reason, and we were kind of chatting about this, but like, there's there's just something with like the landscape of Xbox right now that's just it's not I don't know it's not enticing me lately and and I kind of read over a little bit of what they showed and I and I still wasn't like completely hooked. I, it's probably unfair to say because like I said I haven't I haven't watched it, but um, yeah I don't know I was just. Uh, like I said, I was just not super interested and felt like I didn't have to watch it, you know? Well, yeah, I wasn't sure if you had actually watched it or not. So since you haven't, we don't have to we don't have to spend a lot of time on it or anything. But um, yeah, I, I actually kind of like skip through it here and there. Um, I mostly watched, I mean, I watched the entirety of the Starfield Direct that followed right, followed right after, which mm. I really enjoyed and I can't wait for that game. But aside from that... Uh, I know I'm excited for Forza because I just like Forza in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say like I, there's a ton of my, like Xbox games on the horizon aside from those two that I'm like dying for that I need. 
but at the, at this point, like, and I was saying this to someone else in our in our Discord earlier today, like, I kind of am enjoying like blurring the lines of these platforms where these games show up, and I don't really like it doesn't really bother me like who's making the game. Like, I'm not like following Xbox or following PlayStation. I'm kind of just seeing yeah. like where the games pop up and where I can play them. Hopefully on PC or my Switch. Um, but I, yeah, I'm trying to think of like the last state of play for PlayStation. I feel like that was a lot of like third party games, so they weren't exactly like a lot of Sony first party games either. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Xbox has a more first party games, but not a lot of them I'm particularly super excited for aside from the ones I just mentioned. And even then like Starfield's like a Bethesda game. It's not really you know, a Microsoft Game Studios game or something like that. Yeah. Um but I guess that's owned by Microsoft now. So I don't know. But uh, maybe it's, it's like, maybe <laughs> maybe not. Well, they're they're getting that's they're dealing with the Activision yeah. acquisition right now. I think. Oh yeah, you're you're, you're right. I'm sorry. It's yeah. the it's the Activision one. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like I'm in a little bit of a funk with like my my Xbox PlayStation games right now, and I and I kind of hate coming on my podcast and sounding like like a big Nintendo homer, but like. I, I I don't know, man. I've I've kind of struggled a little bit. Like I've got a bunch of Xbox and PlayStation games that I I have, and I I don't know. I just like haven't for whatever reason sat down and played. The last game I played was Elden Ring, and and I I hated it. So <laughs> I uh, I yeah, I've been in a little bit of a funk. But I don't know. I like I I Xbox Xbox has got some cool stuff going on. Like like I'm really I'm looking forward to Perfect Dark whenever that resurfaces. Um, I wish they'd bring back like banjo I, I know that again i was hoping for a banjo game to get announced i like, I, I feel like a nintendo homer saying that but like man i think that'd be awesome and like yeah it would print i think it would print money i don't know but i don't know if it would print but i would buy it which I would, is I enough for me it, yeah I, I, I was i yeah i i mean at the end of the day i almost feel like at this point i'm i have so many games i already still need to play and like mm-hmm. other games like multiplayer games that i play all the time anyway that I almost feel like I don't need that many major game releases per year anymore, too. I don't know if, like, maybe you feel the same way, but, like, I feel like once I get, like, Starfield, Armored Core 6, you know, Forza, whatever, Metro, like, these games are going to come out, and I'm going to play them for a good chunk of time. Yeah. And then I'm going to keep playing the multiplayer games that I play. So, like, I'm almost, like, not super dissuaded by it. Like, I feel like as long as there's one or two games every, like, you know, half year or year that I'm really looking forward to that I like... I'm I'm good. I don't need really much more than that. I don't know if you feel the same way. Like like kind of sorta, I guess. Um, and, and but I would say what what I would typically prefer is because like, I like to play a variety of like different games. But mm. um, I, I would typically prefer a bunch of like shorter, smaller games. Ideally, that costs a little bit less, which is something that we'll segue into here in just a sec. But mm. um, like like even with Tears of the Kingdom. Like I've been playing it for a month solid and, and usually I don't play games for like that long. I'll kind of do them, beat them, move on to something else in my backlog or whatever. Right. But like, mm-hmm. I, I like, I'm going to be playing tears of the kingdom for a while. And like, even that is just like a little bit, not like overwhelming, but like eventually I, I know I'm going to be like, okay, like I'm, I'm itching to play something else and it leaves right. me dissatisfied if I'm just like, I haven't done everything that there is to do, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And that's kind of where, for me, that's when I fall back on, like, you know, Valorant or yeah. whatever it is. Where, like, okay, I'm done playing this game that I've been grinding for a bunch. I'm going to go back to the games that I usually play all the time until the next thing comes around for me to play. Um, or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I watch the Xbox. I mean, I watched it in bits and pieces and 
like oh that looks kind of cool like oh, all right maybe that's not for me blah blah but then like i was kind of there for starfield i'm super excited for that i can't wait for starfield and i think that's gonna be like like that that's like the one xbox game i kind of need i wish there was more going on with halo but it is what it is so but i mean I saw some I saw mixed reactions online. I saw people like, oh, this wasn't really for me at all. I saw some people like this is the best Xbox direct. I one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. I never know with them these days. Like there's so many different interests and in people that are watching them now that like you show one kind of game a bunch and everyone's like, oh, why are you showing this? You show this kind of game a yeah. bunch. Oh, why <laughs> am I seeing this? Like you can never satisfy anybody. So I hope there was at least something for at least one thing for everybody. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, like if, if they showed like like 12 metroidvanias like for me i'd be like oh what a great direct but then i i would imagine most other people are like you know that, that was terrible all they showed was or like if you know that one infamous nintendo direct where there was like farming sim after farming sim after farming sim like if, if you're a fan of that yeah. you probably were like this is awesome but if you're not well, well there was even like the 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 first summer games fest like director you know, the main like show they did like a, within the past week where the, I think there was like a segment of the show for like 20, 30 minutes. They just showed like Game of Thrones style medieval fantasy mm. games <laughs> back to back to back. I was like, oh, my God, like these kind of fantasy fans are eaten. But geez, like it spread them <laughs> out a little bit, at least like I would have been so mad if I was like the the developer of like the fifth game they showed. Yeah. We're like they're getting the, the biggest groans of they see their game come up. Everyone's like, oh, not another one. And they work so hard in there. It's like I, felt, I almost felt bad for some of them for that reason. Yeah. Not, it's honestly a lot of them like look good or fun, but it's like it's so the saturation of it all at once, which, you know, trends come and go. Like we were saying in the discord, there's shows where they show, you know, three or four sci-fi fps games in a row and to mm -hmm. me i'm like oh yeah but you know someone like you you're like oh my god i just saw the same game five times in a row and they all look exactly the same maybe not you yeah. But other people. I, I, yeah i would say personally i i can be lukewarm on those i think it's more so yeah. like I, I get a little bit tired because I've, I've had to cover many years the the game awards for zelda dungeon where it's like mm -hmm. cinematic trailer uh little to no gameplay let's go oh like, well uh, of course yeah. yeah so so i'm a little bit burned out on those but no i mean uh, like i i think um even if there wasn't anything that like completely like gripped me i i think i still think starfield is probably going to be pretty cool i i think it'll be you know that's kind of the problem with um with xbox and and playstation and maybe why i'm in a little bit of a funk is because like i feel like they've conditioned me to like never buy anything when it comes out because in six months to a year it's going to be at least half price and i kind of feel the same mm -hmm. way about starfield where like i'm i'm sure i'll probably get it um but but it'll probably be like a decent amount of time after it comes out so we'll that's see. a good point because i i think that does apply for me as well but for like the next tier of games i guess like starfield is a game where i'm not gonna like i'm gonna see people play it like i'm not gonna want to miss out i'm gonna want to yeah. play it immediately but most games aren't like that for me, and I would assume for most people, where you want to play it immediately, you need to play it. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of games where you're like, oh, I would like to play it, but because I know it's going to be on Game Pass for a dollar or whatever in a yeah. month, I don't need to play it right now. And that's a majority of games. The games, your Starfields, your Zeldas, whatever it is, like those are games I'm going to want to play frame one, whatever it is. But maybe the game that I'm 90% excited about, but like the, I don't have that 10%, I'm like, oh, I need to play it day mm -hmm. one. Now I'm even more incentivized not to play it anytime soon because of stuff like Game Pass, which yeah. I don't know if that's like their intent. And, and I don't even think I have Game Pass anymore because I don't I don't like I was saying earlier, like I only buy a few games like 
mm-hmm. every so often per year. Like I don't need. I have so many games I haven't played yet. I don't need an, I now access to limitless games that I'm not going to play a majority anyway. And if there is a game I do want to play, and it's like on Game Pass that month, I can just subscribe for the single month, play the game at a cheaper cost than buying at full price, yeah, and then not subscribe anymore. So I can do that on a case by case basis. So I don't know. There's a double edged sword to it. Yeah. Um, well, so so to segue here into uh, shorter games that are cheaper, we got Metro Dread on sale right now uh, for mm-hmm. uh, I want to say. Like Let's say it's like bucks. yeah, something like it's like thirty percent off or something like that. So it's uh, it's it's on it's on for a good price right now. Um, so I I can't imagine anybody listening to this show hasn't at least checked out Metro Dread like the demo a little bit. But if if by some chance you uh, you know you haven't played Metro Dread, now's a good time. If jump you, on it. If you know <laughs> if you've been trying to convince somebody to play Metroid and mm-hmm. uh, they're just they're not. They're not doing it. Now is your time where you can buy it on the cheap. You can give it to them and you can say like, this is your birthday present. This is your Christmas, early Christmas present. Here's Metro Dread. You're going to love it. Um, which which I feel like is a is kind of an apropos um, happening because uh, it, it feels like every, feels like once every like couple months, it, it's like that, that talk goes around where people are like, Metroid Dread shouldn't have been priced at, at $60 or $80 here in Canada and and in whatever a lot i some people were having that debate i i don't even engage in that debate anymore but it's uh it's a thing i guess and and we've talked about it before i'm i'm pretty like i'm of the opinion like listen like i don't care how long it is it looks great there's a lot of polish to it it plays great i don't need i don't think like every single major game needs to be like a thousand hours long as i was just saying with tears of the kingdom so i personally i i was completely fine with it I don't know what what where do you lie where do you stand on that? Yeah, it's. I was thinking about it before the show because I think it's it is a, a very multifaceted uh, topic. I think also I think it's a coincidence because uh, the reason why I I if I'm not mistaken, well I wonder if I can go a single episode without hitting my mic. I don't I think feel so. Like I, I feel like I do it every single week. It's it's crazy. Um, so I if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure the reason why it was brought up is because there was a new Prince of Persia game that was announced, and mm-hmm. it's like a, a 2D Metroidvania type game. And then they also announced a new Sonic game, which is a 2D Sonic. So I think the debate was brought up like, oh, they're making more of these 2D games. They're not worth full price. Why am I spending full price for these 2D games? Blah, blah. And then Metroid Dread was brought up because it's like, I would say the one of the more bigger 2D game releases in the past couple of years. I think we could all agree on that. So. Yeah. At least one of the more notable ones. Definitely, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it comes down to, I guess, your perspective on, like, what is what is the monetary value of a game? Is it the amount of content, the quality of content, the replayability, the hours you put into it? Mm-hmm. Like, I can kind of see the argument of someone looking at a game like, for example, Starfield, right? And be like, this is a $60 game or $70 game, whatever it is. Why is not I paying $60, even though you could technically, I guess, get on Game Pass for less than that, but whatever. $60 retail for a game like Starfield with, I mean, however much cram packed into it versus a game like Metroid Dread, which you might beat in three hours and only play once. And that's that um, I can see. I see the logic of like where they're coming from on that. Um, on the other hand, I mean, you're not pay- like I don't necessarily think like amount of content correlates to the value of it. Like you said, Dread's a very polished game. It's a lot of fun. You got your value out of it by playing it. And there is replayability. Mm-hmm. Re- replayability like the game is fun to play multiple times you have boss rush 
you have hard mode, whatever it is. Um, what I argued has a ton of replayability for me personally, no. Um, but I, it's, I, I guess the debate has become so muddled because of the scope of games nowadays, right? Like mm-hmm. how crazy big AAA games can be. Number one, number two, the, the blurring of the line of what games cost, like not just in an economical sense, like in, in terms of inflation or whatever it is, but like when you have games like Valorant or whatever it is that are free to play, right? And you can put tons of hours into those. And a lot of people are almost like raised on. I mean, a lot of kids and, and younger player and gamers these days are kind of raised on free to play games. So like you kind of almost decide how much money you want to put into it, but you can put endless hours into it. Right. Versus full $60 length releases where you kind of have to put your money down first. I, I it's so muddy these days. Like what is the value of a game other than what you decided is personally and obviously for dread you know almost three million people decided that sixty dollars was definitely worth the price but on the other hand would dread have sold more if it was forty dollars like metroid prime remastered i personally think like metroid prime remastered being only forty dollars was a great move because if it was just a remake and blah blah but it's still a full length game arguably it's a bigger game than dread why wouldn't it be priced sixty dollars why shouldn't dread be paid forty dollars in comparison so I don't, I don't know. I, I think Dread is fine priced at $60, but I will say that the argument, like the argument around it, I think is very I, I can see it. muddy, you know, I don't know. I, I can see the, the perspective and that argument. I, I definitely can. And the one example that gets bandied about a lot is mm-hmm. Hollow Knight as a, as a comparable because Hollow Knight is a very polished game. Oh, Hollow Knight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I it, was, I was thinking of, of another game. Go it, ahead. It's a long Metroidvania too. It's like. I played it and I think I I beat it in like thirty some hours. So it's a long mm-hmm. Metroidvania and it's it's like half the price. And people are like, "Well, Hollow Knight costs costs this." And I guess my answer to that is like, I think Hollow Knight should have cost sixty dollars, and I think that the yes. sequel will right. cost sixty dollars and probably That's should cost sixty dollars. So I mean, it, like it is what it is. Like if if you don't, you know, if, if it's not worth it to you, uh, wait for it to go on sale, like it is right now. Yeah. Um, or I mean you know skip skip past it and and see maybe nintendo will bring back nintendo selects one day but it is you know it is like murky and i will say and i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but like on the flip side of what i was talking about with um with xbox and and playstation nintendo has basically conditioned me to be like our games are never going on sale, dude. So if you want to play this game, you might as well just get it right away, right? Because like you're never yeah. you're never gonna save any money. It's gonna be like two years, and it'll it'll go down by like twenty bucks. So I'm just I'm, like whatever. I'm, I'm just gonna buy it, play it, and and I guess the last thing I would say too is, and I hate I hate sounding like this big Nintendo shill, but like I I do think that there's at least a proven track record in terms of a quality. Whereas if you were to tell me that like there's a new 2D Sonic game and it was 60 bucks, I would be very iffy about about that because, you know, Sonic isn't that far off from Kirby in my book where it's like every (laughs) every game, this guy has a new gimmick. Nothing really sticks. It's kind of like, okay that didn't work. Let's try this new thing that didn't work. okay we're going to put Sonic in in the breath of the wild world and, and see how that works. So like. You know, yeah. I, I will say, at least for, for Metroid, there's a little bit of trust there on my part that they're going to get it right. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I, I think there is a, a bit of more of a quality assuredness, I think, maybe with Nintendo in terms of how they value their games and then just their general track record. Though, even Metroid's not it's at not all, impervious. you know, it's yeah. not impervious to that, <laughs> you know. So, but 
yeah i i think it's yeah i i think it, there's so many factors that go into it right now i mean personally i think dread was worth the 60 dollars. it was a great game but yeah. on the other hand i because i was thinking about this this way too is let's say metroid dread wasn't a metroid game right it was a different ip entirely the game was exactly the same but it wasn't metroid would i've still spent 60 dollars on it and i and, and personally i don't know if i I don't know if I would have immediately like I wouldn't have bought it day one and I might have waited till it went on sale. But thank thing I think that's only because of my personal preference of I like Metroid more than Metroidvania. Like I don't right. go out of my way to play Metroidvania games very often outside of Metroid. So I think that's probably what leads into it. But I think there is something kind of to that. Like if it wasn't a Metroid game, would I have been more likely to buy it if it was only forty dollars? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't I don't know. So I, but I think there might be something to that. I mean, there probably is like, I I think there's assuredly something to that, but I guess like you, because it is a Metroid game, then you do have that expectation of quality and you have like, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of an expectation of like a little bit of like familiarity almost with like what kind of experience you're going to get. So like paying for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like, like I think that helps it, but um, I I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. It's, it's very subjective. and, And I would just say to that, like, like I think I think Metro Dread is a sixty dollar game. Like every day, I think it looks great. It runs great. There's some things about it that aren't like absolutely top notch, but I would say that most of that stuff is more like on the subjective side. Like like the story, you know, some people like it, some people don't. Music, mm-hmm. some people think it's it's fine, some people think it's it's bad. Um, but like I would say that like the, those are probably the biggest issues that I've seen with it. Like when in terms of like how the game runs in terms of gameplay in terms of bosses like kind of the things that you want to build your metroidvania on i i still think that like it's a it's a quality experience and you know should probably be priced as such yeah i think it's just yeah no i agree with the switch especially i think it's hard because it's like a hybrid console right it's like it's not just a handheld it's also a console and if I remember correctly, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I remember growing up, if I remember correctly, Nintendo console games were always $10 more than yep. like their Game Boy Advance or DS games. Yeah, they, and, they always, used to be like $30 more here, actually, towards the end. Yeah, of the maybe 3DS. it was like, 20, yeah. yeah, maybe it was like $20. Yeah, but I always remember them being less mm-hmm. priced than a, a main console, like home console game. And so I was thinking about it that way, too, is let's say there was like a console switch and like the switch we know is the handheld, like. The dread, like the dread, dread to me reminds me more of like a handheld Metroid. So I could see it maybe being cost like costing less than if it was like a Metroid Prime game. Yeah. But at the same time, Super Metroid released on a home console and released full price back in the day too, and that's there was no issue with that. So even, even I mean, even like Castlevania of the Night. But I, I I do think that you have a point actually because the one example that always kind of sticks out to me is um, Link's Awakening. For, for the Switch, which came out in mm. 2019, which mm-hmm. is a 3DS game, if I've ever seen one, but it's on right. the Switch because there is no 3DS anymore. So like that, that one, and obvi- you know, obviously I'm a Zelda guy, but like that, that one was a little bit tougher for me because I was just like, man, I can beat this game in like, in like 10 hours. But I mean, at the end of the day, everything I said still applies. It's got a ton of polish. It's fun. It's a quality experience. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I think that, that title in particular didn't help by coming out like immediately after breath of the wild, which is so <laughs> gargantuan, right? Like, I don't even yeah. know if I said that right, but it was such a big game close, that it was close. like, it was like link's awakening is just this little itty bitty tiny like adventure, but 
it's fine. Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, and because when you bring that over to to Metroid, I feel like it almost doesn't apply because you look at Samus Returns versus Dread, and you can see, oh, Samus Returns is a 3DS game. But when you look at Dread, could I have seen that on the 3DS? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it it fits more on the Switch than the 3DS. Yeah, I think so. That's it's it's hard. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting debate. At the end of the day, I just thought it was kind of interesting that like Dread got pulled back into yeah. into this and hey people are talking about it and i still think it's it's it is interesting that dread is kind of now pointed to as that like most recent big kind of 2d game mm-hmm. which i think is great and i think people kind of getting up in arms about what these games cost these are still quality games i mean i don't know what the prince of persia game or what the other one's gonna look like but dread's a quality game it was worth the price and certainly millions of others agreed mm-hmm. but is uh interesting stuff to think about especially we have at least one more metroid game we know of on the horizon which I'm also assuredly certain will be a full price Metroid game. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> which without it, a doubt. But it is kind of it is kind of funny um, because, like, like I said, like I I took a huge L on this. I said for forever. I'm like, there's no way Metroid Prime HD comes out and is not a full price game. Like that just seems mind boggling to me. And gotcha. Then they, and then they did it, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah. I I what do I know? I guess. Um, but that that also seemed like a a strange decision. Um, so let's let's segue over. Um, we got okay. uh, we got a couple. We're bringing back Samus's percentages here. We're gonna dust off this old classic, and I've tried to kind of theme it around Metroid Prime Four, Metroid uh, Metro Prime HD a little bit. Um, but I okay. figured um, I figured we'd start off that. starting some hardware here really quickly. And uh, okay. for anybody yeah. for anybody yes. that does not know. Uh, this is this is how Samus percentages works. Very simple. I read a statement, and we will either we will give a percentage with a hundred percent being it, we completely one hundred percent think it's going to happen. Zero percent being there is no possible way. There's no possible way on this planet Earth that the statement will come true. So let's go. Okay. Um, okay. And by the way, I, I I thought of most of these, but just because I thought of them, there are many that I obviously do not think are going to happen so let's just uh, let's just go here all right okay i'm in nintendo reveals plans for new hardware this year so in 2023 and i will say so we're on um six years of the switch and we're getting up Mm. there with the Mm. longest the longest console Mm -hmm. life basically ever for nintendo i think the wii was six years right nes was uh I don't know five maybe 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 wow, maybe wow. six maybe six actually um so not not necessarily that this hardware will be out this year but that they at least will mm-hmm. reveal something wow well um, you know i've we've talked so much about when we think metroid prime 4 drops i don't think we've ever really discussed like when we think this the next console drops ah on one hand it's like man the switch still feels like it has more juice in the in the tank but on the other hand you're right. It's been about the amount of time that they would reveal something new. I'm I'm gonna give that my my gut feeling is giving me a seventy eight percent. Ooh, okay. that's I think it's I think it's very likely. I think it's very okay. likely. I I think we because you're right. We're not gonna get it this year. The hardware, no. whatever it is. I wouldn't even be. I I would think at the earliest it would be holiday of next year, twenty twenty four. Um, which is by the way, what I think Metroid Prime Four could potentially release even though i think i might have also said holiday 2023 eh, maybe not but <laughs> yeah um, whatever. Eh, but 
holiday 2024 for a new console or announcing it this year and then re- releasing it in the end of next year could definitely see that so yeah i'm gonna give it a nice 78 percent. what about you i'm gonna go a little bit lower um, okay. but i'm gonna go over 50 i'm gonna say i'm just gonna pick a random number. i'm gonna say 59 percent because i feel okay. i feel like what was it two years ago actually when metro dread came out when the switch oled came out with mm-hmm. it it seemed like you couldn't like turn a corner without hearing a new report of of nintendo making new screens and buying new chips and new whatever's to to make a switch pro and obviously that ended up being the oled um and and, and it's kind of been quiet on that front for a long time and then usually you can hear like some rumblings when you you know when nintendo starts to to get busy on their next project um and certainly like you kind of hear like you know, like I, you remember hearing about Dolphin for a long time, or the Revolution, or uh, ah, a good old the Revolution, the days, Revolution, man. or ah. the the good old NX, which I always thought was a cool name. The by NX. the way, I yes, can't remember the what the NX. Wii U was called, but it probably wasn't anything important. Um, the Wii U, wow, that's a good. One. I'm gonna look that up. What was the code name for Wii U? But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, but I feel like it's got to come at some point. Project Cafe, Project Cafe. I do remember that. Project Cafe. Even, even that compared to I like NX that. and Revolution is is just lame. I love the Revolution. Just as a, to go to that real quick as a quick tangent, I will never forget like either the reveal or like it, I think it was even yeah. a, a big page ad or like splash art on in the Nintendo Power magazine with the the black Wii with the blue light where the disc was and it was like revolution I'm like oh that looks so sick I want like <laughs> it's so funny because it's such a complete departure of what the Wii actually is which is essentially like a baby's toy that like the revolution man like oh it's going to be like the next it was the next evolution in gaming just not in the way not the I way was we thought yeah. not in the way we thought and they were right with the name it was a revolution um Certainly Sorry, very what? successful, but uh, yeah. yeah, not okay. Well, this is actually a great segue. Wait, wait, to... before you segue, I'm sorry. Okay, I hate yes. to cut, I hate to cut off your great segue. No, there, no, no. But I, there was there was one comment I wanted to make. Is the, another reason why I think it's very likely is with the release of Tears of the Kingdom, it feels like a wrap up to the console to me. Like the big, the first big game for the Switch was Breath of the Wild, right? Right. The big Zelda game release, and then the game, the console ends. I think with the next big Zelda release tears of the kingdom. I don't think that's our intention, but I just feel like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's poetic. It, it like, yeah. what other bit that aren't, doesn't see aside from Pikmin four, which to me, I'm like, whatever. Um, oh, it doesn't seem like there's anything. I, there's no Pikmin does not do anything for me. Oh, it looks like a very watered Pikmin. down strategy game. And just, I, I'm sorry. I've never looked at, I've never played or looked at Pikmin, but like, Oh, this is the, this is it. I, yeah. I think you would be pleasantly surprised. I'm just going to say, but play, I will say play I have Pikmin never really 3. given it a, Okay, I, I will say I've never really given it a big try, but I've played it before, and when I played it, I wasn't super impressed. So maybe I just got to really sit down and give it a try. I've only played it at, like, friends' play, uh, houses. But um, anyway. I, I, think aside, you, I think you're onto something there, actually, though, because like, there's really nothing else. Like There's the nothing else. Like, aside from literally in their financial report, all they had listed was Tears of the Kingdom. Like, we went over this, I think, on the site and on the show. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin 4, uh, Pikmin 4, and then Metroid Prime 4. That's it. So... There, there's no new Mario. Obviously, Pokemon comes out all the time, but like, we don't know yeah. what's going on with that. What other big? I, the Zelda just had its big release. Like, there really isn't. Like, we don't know anything about I, I Animal mean, Crossing. They'll have some DLC for it, but I, and like, well, right, I mean, yeah. really, we're we're at the the twelfth of June, which I mean, I almost forgot. Like, this is basically E three time, and like, there's yeah. no 
There's no new... Like, it seems like a Nintendo Direct should be imminent. And, which is actually kind of funny, because, like, it feels like for forever, all, like, the anticipation for the Nintendo Direct was, like, at such a high... And now the Tears of the Kingdom's out. Everyone's just kind of like, ah, whatever. Like, hit us. Well, it's gonna look forward to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, everyone's also pl- busy playing the games they've yeah. been releasing. You know, everyone's like heads down actually playing, which I think is yeah. When I'm finished great. Zelda in September, like then then hit me with the Nintendo Direct. But well, you well well you spring up September because I feel like we've had a September Direct over the past few years every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think, I'm pretty sure, and I feel like Nintendo's been kind of overall trying to get away from the E3 season. Because it just dilutes everyone's attention, right? Like, why not put out directs when nothing else is happening, as opposed mm-hmm. to right in the middle of when everyone's making announcements? As much as like the camaraderie of all the big news coming out at the same time is great, Nintendo's always carved their own path. They've always done stuff at different times in different ways, and it makes a ton of sense that they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do our directs in like September, just before the holiday season." Like, we're gonna, you know, stuff like that, where no one else is releasing big news as they announced it months prior in the E3 mm-hmm. Games Fest season. But yeah, you bring up September. I would not be surprised if September comes along and they're like, switch to, uh, I don't know. I, I can switch see that. to yeah. Project Tortilla, like whatever it is, you know? <laughs> um, like whatever it is, and and and, and announcing that. So, uh, yeah. Project, but I I, we need a Project, Project Tortilla. Tortilla shirt at OmegaMetroid.com. That, that's so good. Uh, okay, well, here, here's my here's my segue into the next uh, Samus' mm-hmm. percentages. So here we go. Metroid Prime 4 will release on the next Nintendo console as well as the Switch. And I'm going high. I'm going high. That's a 95 for me. That yeah, That I'm, is... I'm, I'm up there. I'm, 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 I was going to say 95. Just to be different than you, I'll say 93, but I'm, I'm high on this. I'm saying 95, um, which is a big reason why, what my basis of the previous question was, yeah. really. Because I think Metroid Prime 4 is a launch title for this new system. Like it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me for them to put retro on this new project and be like, hey, by the way, like, yeah, two three years into development or like the games release whatever is like, there's a new system, you know, like. Well, that, I mean, does, that, can you imagine? I feel if, like they're probably one of the first studios that got a new system yeah. dev kit. If anything, I would think. I, I just, I would, it would, my heart would sink if they sent out Metroid Prime Four in like the death slot when like, yeah, they, like they've already announced a new console. Um, yeah. let's, even if they had plans for it, there's no release date. People already have one eye on the next console, so it's like, well, yep. why am I playing this Metroid Prime 4 game if it's not even going to be on the, the Switch 2 or whatever? So I, I'm yep. pretty high on that. I, I guess I, you know, Nintendo's made some pretty boneheaded decisions with Metroid before, so I, I guess I could see that happening, but like, I just, at, at, I mean, at this point, six years into the Switch's lifespan, like, I, I can't, I, I can't wrap my head around them not releasing it for the switch Two, and i think it'll i think you're right i think it's gonna be a launch title i think it's gonna be a launch title i think the new mario game is also going to be a launch title ish game mm-hmm. there hasn't been a new mario in mad long and i feel like it that's the same boat it's gonna be where six they were, years yeah it's gonna be six years i feel like it's the same boat where they're like let's not develop another mario game for this switch when we know we're gonna be in development for a while and by that time the switch is gonna be on its way out Right. I wouldn't be surprised if they've also been developing the new Mario for the new system as well. Um, probably even the new Animal Crossing, I have to imagine. And yeah. pro- so, probably Mario Kart too. I mean, throw probably. That in there. Yeah. And I'm sure the next Zelda game is now in development for the new system. Yeah, I, I, I think now Metroid, ha- or I think now Nintendo has enough faith in Metroid to not do it dirty that way and put it in the death slot. I really do. I, I mean, there's been conflicting 
reports of like dread didn't sell as well as nintendo hoped metroid prime remastered sold better than they hoped blah blah blah. no one really knows Mm -hmm. but i have to imagine that a game that they know will sell millions of units to some degree millions of units like even if you put dread and remastered together both games have sold close to five million units right i I think you could take metroid prime 4 selling 2.5 million to the bank like easy like done I think Metroid Prime 4 is outselling Dread. No, no, no contest. If that's the case, and they didn't put Metroid Dread in the death slot, I have to imagine that they're not going to do that for Metroid Prime 4. I just, I can't, I can't see that. It wouldn't make any sense. Mm. I feel like for them to invest back into Retro Studios, right? We know they literally invested in Retro Studios. I feel like what we reported on it like a year and a half, two years ago, how they like they invested a hundred million. Yeah. yeah, they saved them like spent a hundred thousand dollars on like renovating their studio whatever it is they made new hires like that doesn't make any sense to me for them to invest that money and then intentionally have the game fail like it's one thing to maybe try to counter market right which is what they did in the past with metroid prime releasing it around halo that's one thing but they never like they didn't release metroid prime 3 in uh 2011 right i mean to be fair other m was released late but there was already a big game on the system by then Mm -hmm. you know um so yeah I, I i do agree i think metro prime 4 is if anything i feel like metro prime 4 is going to be the game that they're going to be like here's why here's how games look on on the switch too yeah. boom you show metro prime 4 like that's a, the perfect especially after how metro prime remastered looked on switch like i feel like they have to know that like oh this is a game that we can use to like show that side of the system you know and and aside from it having awesome gameplay yep i think 95 yeah, percent for me i think that's happening uh, okay, well, another another segue here. You you keep on serving them up for me. Um, this is a spicy meatball that I I actually I stole this from someone on Twitter, and I I should have looked at their name and I forgot, but uh, I reworded it slightly. But here we go. Metroid Prime HD would have sold more with a proper build rather than a shadow drop. That's a that's a kind of a spicy meatball. I think I I could see the argument. But I, I'm not convinced that it would have. I'm, I'm not convinced that it would have. Um, I think that, like, the Nintendo Direct, when people were watching, had, I mean, millions of people watching it. And it was a pretty prominent announcement. Like, it wasn't in, like, the death slot or anything like that. Like, it was, it had had a pretty good placement. And I feel like lots of people probably impulsively bought it. So I, I feel like that alone would counteract kind of maybe the word of mouth hype kind of building up. I I don't know what my percentage is though. I, I could, I'm not going to go super, super low or super high or anything like that. Um, but I, 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 I don't, I don't necessarily think that it would have sold more if we had had like a three month lead up to it. I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, on one hand, I want to immediately be like, yes, it would have sold more, but it does seem like one of those games where if someone let's say someone hears about it three months before the game comes out, right? Mm-hmm. They can't buy it immediately. They can't act on that need or desire or want like that. Is every let's say there's a let's say there's a hundred thousand people that are just like that. Is every hundred is is all one hundred thousand of those people three months later gonna remember or want to buy Metroid Prime Remastered three months later? Right. I don't know. I'm not entirely convinced. Yeah, I think I think because of the nature of the game where Number one, it's a very kind of like what you say is what you get kind of game. Like, they're like, it's not like there's a huge twist at the end that needs to be saved spoiler wise, right? 
Um, it's 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 a game that's been out for twenty years. People, a lot of people who are going to buy it probably played it already. Is marketing it like a big game three months ahead of time really going to generate more sales? I don't know. I still want to say yes, but on the other hand, I do think the ability of like the impulse of like, oh, you see it, you can get it now. Mm-hmm. I do think that is a really strong. I think that's a very powerful marketing tool of being able to impulse buy that kind of thing, especially because it wasn't a full price game. It was only forty dollars. Exactly. I, I think that's like the biggest thing too. Is like it was cheaper yeah. and it was available right away, and lots of people were probably like, "Great, I'll, I'll check this out. Perfect." Yes. I mean, this is hard because this is more of like a yes or no question than like a a, a spectrum of how much you feel. Um, so uh, personally, if it were up to me, I think I would have still done what Nintendo did in this game. I, or in this case, I would have mm-hmm. re- announced it as is, and then market it as it's out. You know, maybe I would have extended the tail end of that marketing push maybe a bit longer, but at that point that's counting dollars and cents of how much Nintendo wants to invest into it. And I'm sure they wanted to cut costs as much as they could on a smaller game yeah. like this. Yeah. But I, I, I think for this kind of game. Yeah, the shadow drop and like the marketing afterward, the ability to act on that impulse of seeing it, being able to buy it immediately was very powerful. And maybe even announcing it before you could buy it might have been detrimental to it. I, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm in a good. I don't know, man. That's hard. That's a hard one. So so the question is worded as it would have sold more with a proper build rather than a shadow drop, which I think I disagree with the the sentiment. So I'm gonna go. 38 percent because i i do i do think there's merit to it it could have sold more with with a proper build i i do think that but then i i think that that also goes to like what the game actually is and like we we know it looks great there was a bunch of different controls but i i also don't think that there's like necessarily a lot of other things with the game beyond that if you're just kind of strictly like a gameplay guy which i mean let's face it a lot of nintendo fans are it's not like we're getting the, the best graphics and, and whatever um, on the Switch. Mm-hmm. So, like, if, you, if you're if you not, like, super impressed by that, I, I could see where it's like, okay, well, like, what does this game have to offer that's new that wasn't, like, you know, available to me on, on GameCube or whatever? So, right. I, I, I'm, I'm taking the under, um, but I, I can see the argument. I think, okay, so in my understanding of this, I would say, like, let's say f- below 50% is a no, Above fifty percent is a yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. And like fifty percent is right in the middle, obviously. Um, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it like a forty-five. Whereas okay. I'm very I'm I think it's the nuanced thing, um, and it could have gone either way. But I'm leaning more towards the strategy they implemented was the right one, and I think resulted in more sales. But I don't think I know enough to confidently say that more to one way or the other. Right. But if it were up to me, I think I pro- I think I would have done the same thing. Maybe, maybe again, the marketing afterward a bit different, but the execution from start to finish, like whether they announced it beforehand or not, I think I would have done the same thing. I so no, I, I don't think it would have necessarily increased sales. But I see a case for both sides. I'm mm-hmm. very almost on the fence for that one, slightly leaning towards obviously what I said. No. Uh, okay, well, let's. That's a good uh, one, though. That was a good one. Let, let's uh, let's move on and let's go back to Metroid Prime Four here. Um, okay. At least one classic boss that is not Ridley returns for Metroid mm. Prime Four. Mm. So I, I think it's pretty clear 
I mean, I would hope like Ridley's coming back. Like it's it's actually Ridley it's been, better like, be in this. It's game. been a long time without our man. He, like he better be. Uh, let's can we talk about that real quick? I know people are again, six years since the last Ridley fight. Yes, that is way too long as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I know there are people in like oh Ridley's overplayed blah blah. No, no. In fact, I say no to you, sir and or madam or whomever. Right? Uh, no. To me, Samus and Ridley, that like rivalry is such a mm-hmm. massive part of what makes Metroid what it is. Like that character interaction, I think, is very important, very crucial. I, I think to, to add to that quickly too, very enjoyable. Um, you gotta have them. You gotta have them. I, I agree, and and like yes, I, I think that some games you can you can get like Metroid Prime Two being in the middle. Like okay, like I, I don't think you needed Ridley there, but like it it's not that. Like, like, no, but I mean, the concept art was sick. The concept well, art was, was sick cool. for him. Like it, they would have, they would have been dope if he was in. But I agree, they didn't need him in all three parts of the trilogy. But go ahead. Here's what I would say to people that are like, "Well, the, the Ridley thing's kind of overdone, and it doesn't make sense in storyline." And it's like, I would say, like, well, sure, like, like Ridley is quote unquote dead in the series or whatever. But like, it's up to Nintendo to figure out a cool way to like how to bring him back. Like an Emmy mm-hmm. Ridley, I think we we always talk about like would have been awesome. And man. that would have been it would have been a cool way to bring him back or like that Emmy Ridley would have been sick. You know, man. Ridley Ridley X is is a great example of like like a cool way yeah. to bring him back. Not a cool way, but a, an I an all right idea in theory is cloning him, which which is a uh, in theory not a bad idea. But uh so like I, yes. I th- what I'm saying is Agreed. like I think it's up to them to like justify how Ridley comes back, but I like I think I agree. I like I think like Samus versus Ridley is like I mean, it's like Mario versus Bowser. Like, you gotta yes. have it. You gotta have it. You like, gotta have it every once in a while, more like, frequently let, than not. Let this sink in. Tears of the Kingdom is the first Zelda game in like seventeen years to have Ganondorf. Like, that's that's wild. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I want to be fighting Ganondorf like a lot. You know, that, that is kind of mind blowing to like, me. Like since Twilight Princess. Been. Like, yeah, I guess it's because like at least. Like to me, I'm like, oh well, we've had Ganon, but I know like Ganon and Gandorf are like it's not it's not the same vibe. Like he's yeah, you know, um, yeah. I, I we need some Ridley. I wish we got Ridley in Dread. Um, I think also for Metro Prime Four, if it takes place when we think it does, which should be any time between Prime Three and Two, mm-hmm. he's still alive, so he should, in all likelihood, appear. And I think for a Prime game, like, come on, you gotta have. There, you gotta have like a Ridley fight in a Prime game. Like I, two didn't have two didn't have one. Very, didn't have one. Yeah, yeah. I feel very I think, confident that he's coming back. Tangent Samus percentages, but likelihood of Ridley showing up in Prime Four, one hundred percent for me. I'd, um, I'd say like ninety eight, just because I'm allowing some some nope. percentage for for silliness. I'm not. I am, I, like, I'm. I know you, in my you gotta heart. have you gotta have him back, right? Like it's it's been a you long time. Him. It's a showcase game. It's 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 almost like a. I mean, it's not quite a reboot of the Metroid Prime series, but I, I mean, I guess in a lot of ways it kind of is. So I, I feel like yeah. Ridley's got to be there. Okay, but yeah, but going back to the original one, one classic. But I was I was pretty on of the opinion that I'm like, okay, Kraid's coming back in this Metroid Prime mm. game. They have they have the the idea, the concept, and now that he was in Dread, I was like, Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I actually for me, I'm gonna put that at about. I'm gonna put that like I'm gonna put that at a forty. I think okay. there is some likelihood to it, but I don't think there's a lot. I think, I mean, if you look at the Metroid Prime games, in every Metroid Prime, I think the only recurring boss from previous Metroid games 
aside from Dark Samus from two to three, and I guess if you count Metroid Prime itself, is Ridley, right? All the right. other bosses are new, completely new to the game bosses. So I think that trend's going to stay. Is like they're going to take the opportunity to create whole new enemies. Which, as 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 a creator, I totally understand that you want to see your own vision, create mm-hmm. something new. On the other hand, I'm sure everyone wants to take their stab at their own Ridley and how that would be dope. So like that, I totally get, and I think that's like the what we'll get is we'll get the Ridley mm-hmm. reappearance, but everything else will be brand new. And then uh, if if Silex is involved, I think. If you're including Silex in that, I, I wouldn't include Silex. No. Okay. If you're including Silex, then yes, I think it's very likely because I think he's going to be the main antagonist. But yeah, if you're not yeah, including good, good Silex, point. In no, that, no Silex. If you're not including Silex in that, then I actually think it's kind of low, and I and I'm okay with that. I I look, you made a good point there. Is like when Kraid showed up. At this point, I I'm and I love Kraid, and I think and maybe I'm not a big Kraid as big a Kraid fan as you are, but I thought it was really cool to have Kraid back. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it's kind of like it was almost like ah, oh, he's here, and then like it could have been anybody, you know. Like it was almost it was obvious fan service, and it was kind of like he's so not that he was ever built up as like a big heel or anything to use that kind of term, but like I almost feel like now he's kind of treat not maybe is maybe jokes the wrong word, but like I mean Samus was playing with him, you know, and it's like. I don't really want to see old bosses from previous games come back and have Samus just like, like not even try and destroy them. Like mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Um, that said, if they bring back the original concept for Metacrade from the original Metroid Prime, let's go. That would be sick, and I would be very down for that. I don't think it's likely. I don't. I don't think they're going to do that as much as I would love them to do it. Um, yeah. So I'm going to keep it at forty percent. What do you think? My, I want to say, I, my original answer is going to be like 55%, but like, I think this is a case of like, I want something, so I'm, I'm giving it a higher likelihood than it probably actually has, because as you were, as you were talking, I was like, like, yeah, I mean, you're right, like, there's really not any repeat bosses in the Metroid Prime series, um, a lot of repeat bosses in the 2D series, a lot, but... Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in Metroid Prime, and I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, well, obviously all the Hunters are out. They're not coming back. Uh, Metroid Prime itself, Dark Samus, probably not coming back. Uh, the the creatures on Talon 4, like, at least in 2D Metroid, there's sort of kind of like a reason for some of these bosses to reappear. Um, I mean, you're right about Kraid. That's that's fan service, but I'll, I'll take it, so I, I don't mind. So I, I, guess, I guess I'm going to go a little bit lower, too. Maybe I'll go, like... Honestly, maybe I'll go like 35%, but I, I do think it would be like so awesome. Like if, if you're in a water level or something like that and you see like 3D Saris, like, man, that'd be, that'd be cool. Or like, like Dragon appears in 3D, like with the, with a grapple gimmick attached Like, I think that'd be awesome. Do I think just because I think it would be awesome that it's probably going to happen? No, unfortunately not. But man, I would, I would love to see that. That that's no, I agree with that. I would love to see bosses go from one genre to another. Yeah, you know, like I don't necessarily need to see in another adult she goth fight, right? But if Saris is the fight in three D, then that's a cool. Or if they bring adult she goth to two D, that'd be cool. Um, like I don't, it wouldn't make any sense. But like if you know, I would love to fight the security box from from you know. Robot oh from man, Fusion. that'd be good. Would be that'd awesome. be great. But, but I also think like just from their perspective. I think when you kind of when you translate that boss to another, um, you know, dimension, you kind of have to change things and add things to it that I think kind of changes them up from their initial state. 
yeah. which case they can probably just create a new character that's kind of in spirit, right? And not necessarily the same enemy. Mm-hmm. Also, on the other hand, Metroid Prime, as much as I said, you know, doesn't share a lot of bosses um, or repeats them, does share, you know, a lot of uh, minor enemies with, like, the 2D games and previous, you know, yeah, Metroid right. Primes, you know? So there is that, like, you know, there's Zoomers and Gamers and Shriekbacks or whatever in Metroid Prime and you know, Beatles and all sorts of Metroids and, and other things carry over from one Metroid Prime to another, uh, as we've seen. So... There is that aspect, so it's not impossible. But I think the bosses specifically, they try to make them, you know, more unique game to game, aside from Ridley and the the main bad guy, who is obviously Metroid Prime and Dark Samus the whole time. But mm-hmm. outside of that, they try to diversify it and keep it original and unique, so that's why I'm staying 40%. Uh, well, we've, we've kind of talked about this one before, but I just an impromptu Samus' percentages here. Because a boss that I think would work, like, really well in in 3d would be Ravenbeak or maybe like a, a, another chozo so here's my impromptu uh question Ravenbeak returns in any future metroid game not specifically metroid prime but like any metroid game or is he just a one and done villain i i think at this point i'm not super optimistic about it actually i'm gonna go really low on this probably like 20 percent. but mm-hmm. okay it does it does feel like a, like a little bit of a shame that they they whacked Ravenbeak so yeah. early yeah uh, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. Um, no, not really. Yeah, um, I think that's a shame that they killed Ravenbeak. I honestly, I, I understood that they wanted to close the story on it, but like, it would have been cool if like he carried over into the next saga, if yeah. anything. I, I know, think maybe. there was legs to that guy for sure. Like, especially at the end when they kind of reveal that like a lot of spoilers, his DNA is is inside of Samus. Like, I, I think that there was a lot more story there. Well, if anything, maybe they'll just clone him. And well, make maybe. another one. But at that yeah. point, I'm like, oh, why didn't you just keep him alive? Like, yeah. that's the one time where like I didn't need the death that, death to be definitive. You know, like, that's kind of like a fine. cheap a cheap way to bring him back for sure. Like, I, I, like I think Ridley X worked because like Ridley has like definitively died at this. But like his story is more or less over. So now you clone him, and it's like, okay, this is how we get Ridley back. Cool. That that one to me with Ravenbeak. Uh, yeah, I, I would have just need kept him to alive. die there. Whereas like Ridley stayed alive through multiple games. Yeah. And also made sense with the X Parasites, their whole thing is cloning. Whereas here, they're gonna have to just clone him for no story reason aside from the fact that they need him alive again, right? It's not because the X came by, unless there we get Raven Beak X, which we well, did I, get Raven Beak X at the end and to be fair, also, also like, got killed. <laughs> who was there to clone him? Because like all, all the all the mock and chozo, they dead. The space pirates, they'll be like, why are we cloning Ridley? We should be cloning this guy. This guy, okay. I mean, to be fair, this guy is 0-1 on Samus. Ridley does have a couple dubs. So if I were to clone anybody, Ridley is has a better track record. Ravenbeak, I mean, I guess you could technically say Ravenbeak beat Samus at the beginning of Dread. You could say that. So yeah, you could. You could that, yeah. There is an argument for that. But at, at the end of the game, he kind of got, he kind of got bodied. So, right. I don't know. Um, well, anyway, to answer your question real quick, I do think it's pretty low. I would say like 20% maybe. Yeah. It's a shame because really cool character. I wish they didn't kill him off. And it also because of how he was implemented, I don't see him kind of like appearing in Metroid Prime 4 or anything like that. Like it would just no. be weird to me to have him mentioned earlier in the timeline and then show up in Dread as if he's never been talked about before. Um, that kind of literative, you know, Ludo narrative dissonance is, is kind of off-putting mm-hmm. to me and it already happens in other metroid games so I, I would want less of that so unfortunately i think he's dead it would be a great fight though like even the chozo ghost fights are like then if again you, you can inject a little him. bit i don't into know that. i don't know ah, actually now that i think about it 
They might clone them. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who they is. They might clone them. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna bump it up to thirty five percent. Okay. Well, that's higher than me. So a so clone factor there. They might bring them back somehow. Um, okay, I, I think this is one that uh, a lot of people have been asking, especially since the uh, Metroid Prime HD sales figures have come out. So here we go. Metroid Prime 2 and 3 HD eventually happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not super high on this anymore. I, I don't know... <sighs> I, I, it, it, it always felt to me like if you were going to re-release these games, you should do it Halo Collector's Edition style, where like you, you make Metroid Prime 1 awesome, and you just you slap the new controls on Metroid Prime 2 and 3, and those games can kind of be you know what they are, and, and, and that that's fine. That's all they need to be. And Metroid Prime 1 is kind of your showcase game. Now that Metroid Prime 1 is out, we know that Metroid Prime 4 is coming out. It's like, is there... I, and not and not that it didn't sell well. Like I think it's I think it's you know it's performed well enough. But like I guess it's like if if the first one is is coming in at under two million copies, like what is the audience for two and three? I'm not sure. And and I yeah. don't know. I I I think it's more likely that they eventually make their way to Nintendo Switch Online in some form or fashion then yep. they get like big re-releases so i'm i'm gonna go low i think i'm gonna go 24 percent, so i can allow for a quarter chance for it to happen i'm gonna undercut you here or i guess overcut you and put it at 25 percent. okay um so if it does happen i i was close you look like a genius i look like a schmuck that's that's the end goal here yeah. man uh, yeah. always has been but yeah i i 100 agree i think so, I mean, to my understanding, it seemed like they were making Metroid Prime to get back into the swing of things to develop Metroid Prime 4 in a way. I don't think that means that they're incentivized mm-hmm. to do a 2 and a 3. Um, your your point, I think, is correct. I think, like, if Metroid Prime Remastered only sold a million, I don't think there's a huge market for 2 and 3. I think people have gotten their fill for now of Metroid Prime as it is until the big the big boy comes out. You know, the big Metroid Prime 4 release comes out. Yeah. Um, I... I, I I agree. I think what they'll do is eventually they'll release it on Nintendo Switch Online. Um, maybe like just as they did kind of like with Zero Mission and Fusion released Echoes one month, Prime 3 comes out a few months later. Um, as much as I would love that treatment, no, I don't think they're going to invest that much into releasing the second and third one, especially because I also think Prime 4 is going to be, as you've alluded to on this show previously mm-hmm. on this episode and, and whatnot, it's going to be kind of a reboot in a way. Like, it's going to be, I think, going to be similar to Petrid Prime 1 in terms of gameplay. Um, the story is going to be brand new because I don't think it's going to really have anything to do with the story of the first three games. I so agree. I don't think there's going to be a need for people to have played 2 and 3, you know? I don't think you're going to need that buy-in of, oh, to understand what's happening in Prime 4, you need to have played the first three games. No, I don't think that's going to be the case. So I think they have their kind of demo, in a way, for Prime 4 already on the Switch with prime remastered like this is a taste of what prime is has to offer in the future and then prime four is going to be that future um it would be great for two and three to get remastered i mean i would love that as much as the next metroid fan i mean i would love to see prime oh. two and prime three remastered It'd be beautiful sanctuary fortress and sky town with dual analog phase. controls mm. i mean i would love to play prime three with dual analog controls like give yeah. me that all day um 
but I don't see Nintendo really doing that, um, which is a shame. But I think we'll eventually get the, you know, the trilogy versions with you yeah. Know, yeah. With dual, an- I do think that they would release them with dual analog on Switch Online, though. Uh, like, I, I do too. Controls, whatever. Yeah. I just don't think that they're going to invest like a whole remaster. Would it be sick to have two and three bundled together as like a remaster thing or something? Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't. I, I think they're just going to focus on Prime Four for now. So yeah, I think that's pretty low for me. You know, you know I what I could get- see? I could see um, maybe like a couple years in the future at this point. But like Metroid Prime Four comes out, and maybe it just like blows away like the the expectations in terms of sales mm-hmm. if that were the case i could maybe see nintendo being like hey retro like take a small team take six months do your thing on on prime two and, and three that right. i could maybe see but like you know a, a very 24 percent chance so what i could see is maybe on the new console what they do is do a full trilogy remaster to bring prime remaster to the next console so like we'll re-release prime remastered and then two and three remastered on the new console so that way you can have all three on the same one and you know one's not stuck on the switch and whatnot and then prime four will be there too so i could see that maybe i I could see that too yeah uh that ain't no that ain't no 40 dollar game anymore though which is fine actually that'd be great okay Um, full price for i got i got two more and then we'll wrap it up um so so going on our discussion from a few weeks back that uh, a lot of people seem to to dig this conversation. So I'm bringing it up again. Okay. We get an open world Metroid game within the next seven years and seven years might seem like kind of a, a weird number, but I'm picking that to basically uh, signify the next Nintendo generation of, of, of console. So I guess I could have worded it as in like, we get it on the next Nintendo console, but sometime within the next seven years, there is an open world Metroid game. Your definition of open world can can be, you know, what it is. Um, but yeah, there there we go. I, to be honest, I, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they try no. and market Metroid Prime Four as a quote unquote open world game. But in the in the way that I'm picturing it, I, like I'm picturing something akin to Metroid Other M kind of style presentation, but like in a I don't know, like a Breath of the Wild kind of world or something like that. Jesus. I, I'm going to go... We did pitch a cool open-world Metroid game, but I don't think it'll ever happen, and it would need to be really awesome, and I think it would probably cost a lot more than you might get back. So again, I'm I'm probably going to go low, but what do you think? I'm going low, because... I mean... If you look back at Breath of the Wild, right? Breath of the Wild was... I think a, a Nintendo's response to Skyrim, right? Skyrim was one of the biggest games of all time. It 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 really influenced a ton of games that came afterward, and, and open worlds, you know, that was influenced by other things, right? But Skyrim like had a, had a really huge impact on the on the industry when it came out at the time, and I think it's kind of clear that Breath of the Wild was its influence. But the open world trend, I feel like, has been going on for so long. Like, is that going to be the kind of game that people want six or seven years from now? I don't see Nintendo like Nintendo is not a company to chase trends that hard. Mm-hmm. I think Zelda was one of the few times they did that. And obviously it paid off. And then like tears of the kingdom, I think isn't necessarily chasing trends, but I think is very obviously influenced by games like Minecraft and whatnot. Um, but that the term open world, I think it's, it's kind of like comic book movies nowadays, almost like we've had like a decade or more of comic book movies. Oh, that's like, a good analogy. Are, yeah. are we going to be seeing 
I mean, we probably will be forced to like, I'm sure Marvel will, will continue to pump out these movies till we're all dead and, and long gone and the, and the sun's gone as well. But like the seeing a comic book movie nowadays is still hype, but it's not the same as seeing like their first Avengers back in the day. And then is it going to feel the same 10 years from now? And we've been oversaturated with 20 years of comic book movies to the level we, that we've seen or Marvel movies, whatever it is. So I'm thinking like six, seven years from now, are people going to want an open world Metroid game? Is that something that they Nintendo thinks people are going to want? I don't think so. I, I still think, number one, I think Metroid Prime is kind of open world-ish enough, but I just don't see them chasing trends like that. I think they're going to look for, I think what they're going to do is look for ways to innovate with Metroid Prime 4 for sure, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be the open world route. I don't know what that route could be, um, but I just, I feel like the open worldness is something that's so today and the years past that I don't think it's going to be like the end goal for every IP ever nowadays right. going forward. And I definitely don't think Metroid's going to be included in that. I'm, I think it's going to be low. I'm also going to say like 29, 29%. Uh, I, I was going to actually go even lower than that. Um, because I, I actually agree with pretty much everything that you laid out and, and I don't know, I, you know, Doom and I, we had a lot of cool ideas, but but they were, you know, a lot of them were kind of pie-in-the-sky ideas from two guys with a podcast versus, like, a game developer and, like, making a fun game. So I, I don't know how you would necessarily take that from the, the concept box and put it down to paper. It, so, like, part of me feels like, part of me feels like something is coming for Metroid soon. Like, and what I mean by that is, like, I, I feel like... I don't know. I, I just feel like Nintendo's going to try to do something to, to maybe level up the series a little bit. And I, and I don't know what that is. And maybe, maybe I could be completely wrong. That's just kind of my intuition. But like, I like when they made that switch with Zelda, like there, there's no doubt it, it absolutely leveled up that series. And so it's the easiest comparable to make if you, and, yeah. and they kind of did that with Mario too, to an extent, like Odyssey is more or less open world. Um, yeah, I, I more, I more or I think less. It, it, it's more open. I wouldn't say it's open world though. Like the levels, I, I, I mean, I mean honestly, there's certainly I mean, levels, but like each level is, is so massive that it's like right. Well, that's the thing is like that's the difference between an open world and an open world game, like a big world yeah. open world game. I um, I see I see enough DNA in there where I I could maybe not say that without feeling like I sound like a fool. So. I guess I guess what I would say okay. is like I, I think Nintendo like I do think that they want to to get Metroid up to the next you know we talk about how Nintendo doesn't get Metroid all the time but like they stand by it they do keep making new games they restarted development on on Metroid Prime Four instead of releasing a turd so I mean like they they do have some kind of you know love or, or equity in in this series so like and I do feel like they want to try something to kind of get it to another level um, yeah. No, but, I agree. I, but I don't know what that is, and I don't know, and and I feel like it just feels kind of easy to say, like maybe make it an open world game. So I, make I'm gonna it go bigger. Low. Well, that's I mean, that's maybe. the thing is is like, and that's why I'm like, oh, I'm just kind of racking my brain, and I just don't have that game developer brain, right? But like, you know, when you think of yes, they're gonna look for a way to 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 plus up Metroid Prime. They're gonna they're not just gonna do a new Metroid Prime game. Like they're gonna look for a way to, yeah. to innovate, right? They always look to innovate. Innovation's a huge part of Nintendo, everything they do. And it's easy it, you're right, it's easy to think like, oh, what's the easiest way to do that? Like just make it bigger. Open world. Like and and to go to my previous point, it's not like people are never are gonna like 
not be playing open world games five, ten years from now. I mean, Starfield is literally one of the biggest game releases of this year. Tears of the Kingdom, another one. Like mm-hmm. they sell like hotcakes. And I and I can see a hundred percent how Nintendo could look like at a game like Metroid Prime and be like, if we turn this into open world, this could print. So like I can see that. Um, I don't I but it wouldn't have obviously the fidelity of, of like a Metroid Prime remastered, on the other hand. Which I also think yeah. is a nice draw, nice drawing point that Metro Prime now has and has always had, but I think now is very much more apparent compared to its, you know, other titles in the library. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think really what it comes down to is making an open world game is a crazy big investment. It's a huge investment. You can't do, like, you can't just be churning out open world games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild, these games were in development for years. Starfield, for years. Like, all these games, even Odyssey, which was, I don't consider an open-world game, was still in development for years. It's a bigger game. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and, and you also have, on the flip side of that, Like, too, are they going like, to do that for Metroid, essentially? Like, you look at all the Nintendo series that have went that that route, and, like, it's it's the big boys. It's Mario. It's, it's Zelda. It's Pokemon. Pokemon yeah. yeah. And, exactly. And even with Pokemon, like I actually like I, I was kind of saying earlier, like I think those games are fun, but like they have they have their issues for sure. That would uh, kill me to a Metroid game look like that. That's the thing is like I, I that would I kill would, me to a Metroid game like that, man. That would be tough. Like that would be tough to because I I think right. like say what you will about Metroid, but like typically the games all have like a very high quality in terms of like performance, visual stuff like that. Maybe more they so than a lot of other. Yeah. Stable, yes. So. I, I'm going to go a little bit lower as well. Um, I'm actually probably just going to repeat my percent. I'll, I'll say 26% because I, I I could see Nintendo doing it, but I, I think that what kills that idea is, like you said, it is a big investment. and Huge investment. And you lose a lot by gaining a lot, really. Like you yeah. would lose that fidelity. You'd lose, like, a, I think a lot of stuff that makes Metroid what it is besides the gameplay. And I think even in the gameplay as well, I think Metroid Prime is... I think you can implement elements of that kind of stuff and maybe less so on the open worldness but maybe more on the player customization and the story and whatnot like maybe that's the stuff that like you kind of inject into it not necessarily be like hey you can go and run right to the end of the game and and kill mother brain with a power blast or a power beam blast that's it like just a charge shot and you're good Mm. and as long as you don't get hit you don't die you win that doesn't interest me but if there's maybe more ways to personalize my play or find more depth in the the Metroid experience that's already there, that I think is maybe a way to innovate. But still, I'm sure there's going to be that hook that they're really going to find. And open world, it's kind of hanging right there. So I don't know. Even even if Metroid Prime 4 had like, side quests like like optional stuff that you could maybe do. And maybe, maybe you scan something and you see like, hey, the pirates have a base here. I should destroy it. And that's like a side quest and like something that like it, you could still confine it. Like imagine Metroid Prime, you you're in the uh, you're in the the pirate area in Fendrana, and they're like, "Hey, we got this this base in Fendrana's Edge. It's gonna be awesome when it's when it's up." And like maybe a side quest activates. You're like, "Well, I should destroy this base so that they can't equip uh, Ridley with a super laser blaster or whatever, right?" Or like those kind of things. Or like maybe the the Galactic Federation could patch you in and be like, "Hey, there's an actual bounty on this planet somewhere. You can go fight this boss if you want." Like I, I think that kind that. of element would be cool. That I think is where they might go. Is maybe it'll be yeah. like a Metroid Prime Three situation where you have a bunch of different planets you can go on to, and you have an incentive to go to the different planets because you have bounties to collect, and that kind of yeah. takes you from the main story because you're going around collecting bounties. That I think would be really cool. I would also love stuff like because Metroid in a way is like a, a a bunch of like big dungeons kind of like 
stitched together yeah, right? Yeah, kind of area, you know. But I would love like something more Zelda or like Destiny style dungeons that are more like specific locations that you dive really deep into with like specific activities and puzzles. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't die and you get sent to the beginning. Stuff like that, like that you come across um, and you kind of dive into that takes you away from the path you're already on and rewards you in some way for completing it. Yeah, that, um, that sounds good to me. I, you know, I, that, 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 that kind of open nice world ground. Path. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I know people like to, sh- you know, balk at this, but I think it'd be really cool if they start introducing, you know, being able to upgrade your, your upgrades, you know, upgrade your stats, make some adjustments, uh, apply different mods or like attachments to them or like this version can shoot farther at the cost of damage, you know, stuff like that. I think is a natural progression for the games. I would love to see it because I be think frank, any kind of... Federation Force did that. And now, yeah. uh, you know, everybody dumps on Federation Force. But like, that wasn't the worst idea. And I will say I this too. Idea. I've said it a million times, but like there is a point where like you don't need to collect the rest of the missile expansions. Give me something that changes my yeah, my beam or like, whatever, right? Like, so I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all, actually. Yeah. Okay. Last last one here, and then we'll get out of here. This is a Smash Bros. Okay. one, actually. Maybe one that we have a high percentage for, because I feel like we've given some low percents. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I well, actually no. At the beginning, we had some high ones. We, we, started, we did. We had like a. I, I have a. I have a hundred. Yeah. I have a hundred percent in this, so I take that back. I'm sorry. I, I'm. I'm. I'll do spoiler. I'm gonna go high for this one, but I'll let you go first. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. The next Super Smash Bros. game has less than four playable Metroid characters. No, less. Oh, less, less than, than four. Less than so right now there are four playable characters. So there's Samus, Zero Suit Samus, Dark Samus, and uh, and Ridley. Five percent. Five percent. Okay. Wow. Five percent. I think we're yes. At least I think we'll stay at four. Actually, I think we will stay at four. I think we could have five. Um, because we have Samus, and Dark Samus, which I think they'll keep Dark Samus. I think we're keeping Zero Suit. I think we're keeping Ridley. And then I think they add Ravenbeak or Silex, whoever it is from Prime Prime Four. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, unless unless the new Smash game is like a reboot and they just trim all of the franchises. But if it's like an Ultimate situation or even a Smash Four situation, I think we stay at four. I think that's. A, I don't think we're gonna lose characters. I think we're we're going we're going up. So and I, I realized I when I when I four. read this question, I said I had a high percentage, but then I was like. Oh, crap. Yeah, crap. as you were reading it, I'm like, wait, this is not going to give me a high percentage. Yeah, I was like, no, damn it, this is going to be a low percent. Although, okay. I, I do think, I think that we're going to stay at four. However, I could see Dark Samus on the chopping block. Um, because, I, frankly, mm. I, I think like I think like the next Smash Bros. game, I, I do think they're going to try to bring in the roster a little bit. And and frankly, like there's a lot of characters that you probably don't like. If... if Dr. Mario and Dark Pit and and Lucina and and basically any Echo Fighter. Like if those if those characters were cut, I mean I mean is anyone really like oh man that that's terrible. Like I love Dark Samus, but like if Dark Samus was cut, I I'd be like yeah yeah whatever. But but on the other hand, on one hand, I'm sure it's not doesn't cost them much in the game to like you're, hold you're off the right. clones. And I would love if they took those clones and made them unique characters. Like it would be sick if they made Dark Samus not a Samus clone and have her fight completely differently, like she does in the games. That would be well, my angle: is take the characters yes. that are clones and make them not clones, not get rid of them. I, so. I mean, I, I agree. I agree with that. Um, which is almost a separate conversation because, like, do I would I like that? Yes. Do I think that yeah. Nintendo's history with Smash indicates they would that, do that? 
Not really. Uh, I mean, Ganondorf, yeah. Ganondorf still has the Falcon Punch, for God's sakes. It's been 20 years. I know, so I know. Like, and they added a sword that doesn't... It's not even in the Zelda yeah. games. It's from a tech demo, which I think is really funny. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I don't... I can't say I'm high on that, but I, I do think... I do think we'll stay at four, because I think that they're going to probably boot out Dark Samus and bring in either Ravenbeak or the Emmy or maybe Silex or whoever, whoever the big bad. Oh, Emmy's the good one. Yeah. I, yeah. That'd be a cool character. Probably. I think like, I think it's Silex or, Ra- or Ravenbeak though. It, it like is Metroid. Like, I, I guess it depends on when the next smash game comes out. Like if it comes out when, um, you know, in and around prime four, I think you're probably looking at Silex or, or like whoever the bad guy ends up being. And if not, then I don't know, maybe like if it comes out in like 2025, like is Metroid, Dread a little bit too far gone for for inclusion. I don't know. I mean, Maybe we not. still have other M Samus, yeah, and Smash, and other M is thirteen years old, and and we still have other M Samus in the game. Dark Samus was added in Ultimate, and Dark Samus hasn't been in Metroid yeah, in who knows how yeah, long. Meta Ridley true. was part of Ridley, and Meta Ridley is only in two games from over a decade ago. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think that's necessarily. I think they more so look at who would be a more fun or cool character to put in the game, yeah. not necessarily how old they are. Um, that said, I mean, I know a lot of people have the opinion of like, oh, the next Smash game, they're going to reduce the roster. I don't necessarily agree. I, I, I feel like they have no incentive to do that. I think Ultimate, if anything, they're just going to keep, like, they'll do Ultimate Deluxe or whatever on the next game, the next system, and they're just going to add more characters to it. Or they'll make another Smash game and, and keep a lot of the characters. I mean, hmm. Smash is such a casual game, like, they don't care about balance. It doesn't matter if the game has 200 characters on the roster. Does it really? Like, I feel like if, if they can keep adding to it, why wouldn't why wouldn't they? I feel like if anything, they're going to keep adding to it and just make it. It's already super bloated. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to hit 100 characters. I'm surprised they haven't tried it already to hit 100 characters. So I don't I don't really think they're gonna trim. Yeah, to be I, honest, I don't know. Like something something just says that like they're gonna. I don't know. Maybe maybe try something different with the next Smash Bros. game and like a try. And I don't know what that is, but like. It's like, how do you top ultimate? I'm not really sure. Like, other than just adding like new cool to. stages or I, something like that. Exactly. I think they just add to it because, like, I mean, look at Mario Kart. Yeah, like, yeah. We can't top well, I mean, this. We're just gonna re-release it and add stuff to it for a decade. And, and, why and not maybe, and maybe you're right. Like that, that might be exactly what they end up doing. I, I don't know. I, I just kind of thought like, maybe, the, maybe they're gonna try something else. Again, no idea what that could be. And I think if they do, then I, I think you do get um, like a smaller roster, but. I, I think Metroid still. I mean, obviously Samus is is going to be there. Um, I think Zero Suit Samus is pretty much a fixture, and I don't think that they're gonna go back to to blend them together again. Yeah. I think now that they're separate, they're probably staying separate. Um, Ridley, I think, is gonna stay. D- Dark Samus is the one for me. That's that's in danger. Well, well, that's the thing. Is if anything, I think they'll replace Dark Samus with another a Raven Beak yeah. or a Stylix or an Emmy. I, I don't think we would lose a, the slot. I think it would either go to someone else, or we'd get a, an additional one. So, I, I think us going down to three is is unlikely. I don't know what I said, but I, I don't know. It was low. 15, I'm gonna go. 30%. I'll go fifteen. What I should have done is actually worded it as for five characters or less. So oh, that would have made well, it. That would have made it more interesting. Four characters is just kind of what we have, but nevertheless. Um, okay, well, there we go. Samus's percentages. Uh, always okay. always fun to dust off this little segment. Yes, yes. Uh, my favorite percentage-based uh, game. Yeah, there you go. You Aside know from Smash, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Aside from that, yeah. 
Uh, well, well, thank you for not pulling a Doominal Crossing and answering 0% or 100% for every single question. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, I know you're listening, Doom. You know I hate that. Ugh. Uh, I, I, well, I did give 100% for one of them, so I'm not... I'm not I, I, I can let one. I'll give you too much one. credit. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, well, that is going to uh, to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, for checking us out. Um, and, of course, you can check us out over on Twitter. We are at Omega Metro Pod. I am at Spateri316. Dak is at DakCity underscore. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know what? Come hang out with us in Discord. We're we're talking Metroid. We're, we're having conversations. A lot of what we talk about on this show is, is really inspired by a lot of what we talk about in Discord. So... You know, you can, in a way, come come and kind of get your two cents in on, on the show. So, uh, yeah, check us out over on Discord. Uh, OmegaMetro.com, all of the news, all of the, the guides, all the maps, everything you need is over there. We got uh, we got a Patreon that you can check out if you really want to take your uh, your membership to the next level. And, of course, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, like and subscribe. Recommend us to that Metroid mm-hmm. fan in your life. We are going to get out of here, but we hope everyone has an awesome week. Yes. Ciao, everybody.